Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Neat Pour. This week, Nick and I dive into Knob Creek's Single Bear Select and Booker's, as well as give you a little bit of bourbon news. So grab a drink, sit back, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to every single person listening across Chicago land and around the world. This is the Neat Poor Podcast. Of course, I'm your co-host, Nick. And I am Shalanda. We are back at it. Shalanda, we have two offerings today. Started as one. Now we got a couple. Oh. Uh, you know, Nick has a thing about couple coupling up bourbons. Me, I'm like, okay, hit it and quit it. One time, one night stand. If we'd had a third one, it'd have been, you know what they say, two's a couple, three's a scene. If we'd had a third one, you know, we'd have been. Are still talking about the same thing? Here's naughty, naughty boy. We've got some news, um, and we're going to do a little sipping. Uh, Shalanda, tell the people what we're drinking today. We are drinking Booker's and Knob Creek. Yeah, man. Uh, Very excited to have these two uh, Jim Beam offerings on the program today. Um, Let's dive into some news real quick, shall we? Go ahead and knock yourself out. Okay. Because I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Baseball is back. My feet need tending to. I feel like that's how you said that. Like, yeah. So, yeah, my feet will need tending to after we're done with this podcast. Tending to. Tending to. All right. Uh, baseball's back. So, uh, Yay, baseball. You know, the Southsiders and the Northsiders both have uh, like some very clear signage for whiskey at both the parks. Uh, down at uh, Sox Park is uh, Jack Daniels right behind home plate. And along the first baseline, on the brick, at Wrigley, you see a, a nice maker's mark sign, which is pretty cool. And it really took Nick to catch that, because I didn't catch that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm like, man, that looks good against that brick, man. So, I like the maker's mark signage a little better. So, that's cool. But it's nice to have baseball back, you know. So, I'm very excited about that. Uh, Angels Envy is in the news. Uh, Angels Envy announced that they are releasing a... Kentucky Straight Bourbon Finished in Japanese Mizanara Oak Cask, Shalanda. And it's yours for just $350 plus tax. For the low. For the low low. (laughs) So we were talking about on our Japanese episode how the Japanese kind of emulated the Scottish initially. But when they found their way, they realized that they like it. They have a more delicate profile. It's more up their alley. But then also the use of wood that grows in Japan is really what what separated what they're doing from what other folks are doing. So uh, this this uh, Japanese oak, apparently, you know, notes of sandalwood and coconut come along with aging something in there. But um, it takes a lot longer for the you to pick up flavors in those in those uh, in those Japanese casts. So for example. Uh, you know how Angel's Envy, they finish theirs usually in port wine barrels. They do that for two to three months. They age this uh, this Japanese oak uh, finish was two to three years mm. after the after the standard uh, aging process. So this will be a 97 proof. Uh, it comes out September 1st. And it's, uh, like Shalana said, it's 350 goddamn Wait, dollars. it's only 97 proof and it's $350? Yeah. Lord Jesus. <sighs> So, uh, you know, it seems like every time I go to the store, Angel's Envy has, like, some sort of cash strength offering for, like, in, a, in, like, a fancy wooden box for, like, 250 or something. I'll just wait till one of my other friends buy it and sip on theirs, because we're not buying it. That's a lot of money. 
And um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, Angel's Envy, of course, is the uh, brainchild of uh, Wes Anderson and his dad, Lincoln Anderson. Um, Lincoln Anderson is, uh, well, he's a Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Famer. And uh, Wes, and Wes is also. Um, but the father, Lincoln, who passed away, before he did, he was responsible for um, Gentleman's Jack from Jack Daniels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, Blackout Day was in the news. That was July 7th? Yeah. So Blackout Day is a day that you're encouraged to buy and support uh, black-owned businesses. So there is a uh, there's a Portland-based spirits company called Royalty Spirits, owned by a black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, she sold completely out of her wreck small batch bourbon on Blackout Day. Oh, wow. That's yeah. dope. So she also sells CBD mixers, pear vodka. Uh, she said she picked up the phone. By noon, she had like 20 orders for her products. And by the end of the day, she used so completely out. Oh, that is so dope. Yeah. So uh, good job by her. And uh, finally in the news, the MGP Collective, everyone's favorite source for for bourbon. Favorite source whiskey <laughs> of words goes to. They have a, uh, they have a new program called the, uh, the Rack House Roundtable. So what they do is they take, uh, you know, they have like seven episodes, I think, and then it's a roundtable discussion with entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. distillers, consultants, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, one of the topics, episode four, was uh, should a distillery uh, do its own distilling, right? Yes. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, it's a topic that's near and dear to uh, Shalanda. And, uh, I'm just saying, my thing is this, and I've, I've said it before, if you're going to charge uh, $200 and up for a whiskey... I would prefer for it to be distilled by that actual distillery and not sourced. Yeah. And I think this, uh, uh, David Shurek, two folks, David Shurek and Heather Green. Uh, David, he was, uh, he's got the Whiskey Advocate Lifetime Achievement Award under his belt. And he was the original master distiller at Woodford Reserve. So their episode kind of focused on them. And it talked about how, you know, uh, before the boom of the 1990s, that, uh, you know, millions of cases of whiskey were, were traded all the time between distilleries, right? Because you had to have these uh, projections. And if in most cases, a brewery either was under their projections or they were over their projections. And what they did traditionally was trade whiskey, right? As a way to offset these projections that they missed. So it's been kind of a longstanding tradition in American whiskey in particular. Whiskey? Whiskey. American whiskey in particular. Go ahead and say that other word. Go ahead and say that other word. <sighs> to, to trade whiskeys. And the point, and this is a really good talk. That's why I brought it up. Uh, the MGP Collective. Rackhouseroundtable.com. And uh, they want you to focus less on, well, it's an MGP story. So, of course, they want you to focus less on the sourcing of whiskey and really champion blending because blending is really something that is of importance when the when the liquid is high quality but everyone's going to be doing what they've been doing in bourbon which is purchase whiskey from someone else or which is the modern day version of trading whiskey so so the source whiskey do not want you to focus on the source whiskey right well i'm telling you that mgp is known for making so, making bourbon and oh yeah maybe making bourbon for other distilleries but they don't want you to focus on that part. They, this is, you should judge for yourself. The MGP Collective, rackhouseroundtable.com. 
go check out the episodes and see for yourself what what your focus as a consumer should be. But it was interesting. It came across a feed because we talk about that. That's a topic we talk about all the time. So, okay. All right. Now let's get into it. Um, we've got uh, Booker's. Uh, now Booker's comes out every year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is 2019 batch three. So this is Country Ham. So my understanding is Booker's was a six time a year offering, and I think that's down to four times. Every time you purchase a Booker's, you get this fancy, uh, you get this fancy wooden box. You buy three of these goddamn whiskeys, now you got three boxes. I don't know what to tell you about well, these. Well, we found boxes. the use for ours. <sighs> yeah, it's uh, in the Afro Beachick studio. It fits nicely under the microphone. It's a mic stand. Yeah. So, of course, uh, Beam Suntory owns Jim Beam. Uh, we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Back in, I think it was 2014, they sold for $16 billion. I got to get that number right. $16 billion they sold for. Um, Jim Beam has... Uh, four, they have four small batch offerings. Uh, Knob Creek, Basil Hayden, Baker's, and of course, Booker's. Now, uh, Booker No is Jim Beam's grandson. And the current master distiller over at Jim Beam is Fred No, you know, Jim Beam's great-grandson. Um, so it was his idea to come out with this Booker's line. Now, Booker's pays homage to his, his great-granddad, or his grand or his dad, Jim Jim Beam's great grandson, and uh, Booker's is uncut barrel proof, um, and the one we have is one hundred and twenty eight proof. Yeah. So the, my understanding is that these uh, these started out as personalized Christmas gifts for friends from the uh, center cut of the uh, of the warehouse. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, Booker know himself used to pass out to his friends. So when Booker passed on, this was an homage from his son to him. So uh, in 2019, the other four batches of Booker's were Teresa's Batch, Beaten Biscuits, and Shiny Barrel. I think the ones people talk about most from 2019 are Beaten Biscuits and Country Ham. Um, one more note about Booker No. It was the dinner between Booker No and Greg Hall that led to Greg Hall using some of... Uh, some of Jim Beans barrels to age Bourbon County Stout. So that beer was born out of a meeting with Mr. Booker No. So, so this is why I keep him around. All these little facts he can remember. Yeah, man. Shout out to Greg Hall. So let's get into it, shall we? We shall. All right. So the first one we're having it is the Booker's. Yeah. And the color is a very deep amber color it it doesn't this one doesn't really hug the glass like some of that it doesn't have legs on it like yeah. like the uh, other barrel proofs that we've had um yeah i get a deep copper tone on this one um this one when you first smell it i'm looking for the sweetness but i don't really smell the sweetness right off hand i smell the spices i yeah. smell like the cracked pepper i smell like the off spice i smell caramel um Maybe some orange, maybe a little bit of orange peel, but not mm-hmm. too much. I don't get as much sweetness. Like, it's, it's giving me the idea that this is going to be spicy. The spice for sure, but then I do get a little bit of vanilla on the nose. Mm. As far as the taste, there's that spice right off the bat, like I was, as I was expecting. Really? Yeah. That's not what I get right away. I do. I get it 
sort in the back. I get kind of, um, I think we were saying like maybe candied peanuts or candied walnuts. Or walnuts. Yeah. I get that. I get like a little bit of toffee, right? I am getting a toffee. Um, I get like burnt caramel. You know what reminds you reminds me of? You ever had that candy, uh, Boston baked beans? Yeah, that's what I'm getting in this yeah. one right now. Yeah. It's a trip how some of these junk foods just kind of come in to play as bourbon flavors. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I like it. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm getting that spice right away. I'm definitely getting that hug back up in the back of my throat. Like it's like, what's up? Yeah, I'm hip. I love how it plays in between, like, um, you know, candy, like, uh, what's that? What's that Haagen-Dazs ice cream? Deloche? Del, del, fuck. It's like a caramel Haagen-Dazs ice cream. It plays between that and peanuts for me, you know? Yeah, I'm just getting that Boston baked bean candy or the burnt peanuts candy. Yeah. Like one of those two. Yeah, and I think that's, that's what makes it attractive. Now, we talked about the box, and then we talked about the proof. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jim Beam is, of course, the uh, the largest producer of bourbon in the country, probably in the world, actually. Um, and we know that they have the Knob Creek line, which is, uh, you know, starts at like nine years old, Knob Creek, eight to nine years. So the Booker's offering is a blend of six to eight years. And then mm-hmm. the Knob Creek is uh, nine years. But the Knob Creek single barrel select is 120 proof, where the standard Knob Creek is 100 proof. So... Uh, we said, hey, what is the difference here? Because this Knob Creek single barrel is like a $40 play, right? Same distiller, uh, r- roughly the same proof. Um, single barrel, of course, not, but it's it's similar in profile to what Booker's offers. So like Shalana was saying, we were going to do just the Booker's because it's a fun beer. I mean, it's, mm. a, it's a fun. Wrong podcast, buddy. <laughs> Wrong podcast, bro. It's, it's a fun whiskey and they all have different nuances um you love that word i do nuances you yeah. say it every like episode yeah it's true uh subtleties is that is that better for you yes all right cool go ahead uh, and say the other word though i'm not saying uh i'm talking about knob creek so it ca- we said <laughs> hey you know let's figure out what the difference is between this goddamn knob creek single barrel and the bookers so because he wanted to know and yeah i, I need to get to the bottom of this you know, some of these price points, especially the way Buffalo Trace does things where they have all these different offerings. They'll even go as far as to tell you that, you know, Van, the old Rip Van Winkle is its own distillery. <laughs> right. <Which> is not <laughs> it is the no, same. No, no. <laughs> so, you know, we just want to get to the bottom of what the differences are between these two from uh, from Jim Beam. So. OK, so we're going to get ready to dive into the Knob Creek. Um, yeah, pretty- actually, you know what? First, color wise, no, the Knob Creek is definitely darker, it's giving you um, that mahogany vibe. Yeah, yeah. far as the nose, see, I'm using my neat, my neat's glass for the neat's pour. Fantastic. Uh, it's a it's got a pouty lip and it's the size of like a uh, baby, baby food jar. 20 bucks for a set on Amazon. <laughs> I'm the sweet. This one is sweet. So it's opposite of the Booker's. For me, that sweetness is is up front and center. A little bit of spice, but I'm smelling. I get like fresh, <laughs> fresh cut herbs. You know, I get that. I get it's herbal and floral. Oh my god! You should really totally see Nicole's face right now. It's like he's so turned up. 
like, uh, but like, I'm getting that sweetness. I'm getting the herbs that you're, you know, that you're talking about. Um, but that sweetness is right there for me. Taste-wise, again, sweet, a little bit of heat. You talk about subtlety being my word. You know, sweets, sweets slowly becoming yours. Because it's actually describing the bourbon. Yeah, I think in comparison to the Booker's, there is a some sort of berry note, like a, almost like a Bing cherry, kind of like a for me like a, a bright cherry note in this that uh, that I don't get in the Booker's. I'm definitely getting the cherry, but if I add, actually had to add um, another fruit to it, I'm going to say some peach um, with with vanilla. Um, as far as I'm getting some nuttiness, mm. but I can't really quite put my finger on which nut it is. Uh, maybe some almond. Yeah. Um, as far what about, as what about cashew? Oh, you don't know. Like, what about macadamia? You know, macadamia don't really have a taste to me. No, it's like a really bland nut. Um, but as far as Spanish the, peanut, sorry, no, I'm just trying to name all the nuts. I, know. I was getting ready to say something, but we're on the show, and I don't want people to think ill of me. So my mind is in the gutter. That uh. The well, and you know, Baker uh, Baker's is another Jim Beam product. Booker's is kind of known for those layered peanut vibes, those layered nut vibes. They're known for that. Where I, the, I think the Booker's, I mean, the Knob Creek, it goes away from that completely, right? It's just bringing you, um, it's bringing you like the candied peach vibes, it's bringing you the cherry vibes. It's uh. <gasps> You know, honeyed, the, you know, like. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. The you know it's, it's giving me that the con the concho vibes, like mm. you know when you using a liqueur, and a um in and a drink, but sometimes you know a concho you can um it can taste like medicinal. Oh, coin. Uh, yeah. 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 No, no. Is it, is it an orange liqueur? It's like yes. Yeah, it's okay. an orange liqueur. So like if you put too much in it, it can give it like that medicinal taste, and that's what that. Finish is giving. It's giving me like that cough syrup, Robitussin, <laughs> medicinal, I know, cherry Robitussin, medicinal taste. It's interesting to me how, um, like, you know, since we've been doing the show, the cordials, uh, sherry, brandies, like, I think some of these whiskeys take on those characteristics. Mm-hmm. And that that's interesting to me. I wouldn't, it's not something I'd have picked out before I was doing the show, when you have them all in a row, you start to notice how some of them are doing exactly what you're saying, where it just, it ends, it ends up tasting like another spirit. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I have to like, I have to be really careful when I'm doing the cocktail of the week because some of them can't pick up the notes of that medicinal taste. So, yeah. So if you had to pick between these two, which one, which one is your jam? Um, I like them both. Um, I think the nuttiness in the country ham, and it's like uh, just a tad bit of smoke. That layer is a little more fun for me. The Knob Creek uh, single barrel has a almost a black pepper finish that's mm-hmm. more is a little more pronounced than the Booker's, and I didn't really appreciate. The uh, 
you know, the candy orange notes mm-hmm. in Knob Creek until the second time around. Yeah. But I think um, the Booker's with its creaminess and its nuttiness is actually a little more fun for me. So I'm leaning in that direction as my favorite. Okay. Let, let me do another test real quick. Let me see which one I'm dreaming. What? Well, I'm going to have to say the Booker's as well. I mean, I like the spice up front. I like how it finishes. I love the, um, the hug that I'm getting from this one. I haven't done the cocktail of the week yet. So when we're done, I'm going to, uh, more than likely use this one. Yeah. I really like those cherry and orange flavors in the Knob Creek. Really? Because normally you're not really big on cherry flavor no. and like alcohol. My favorite one is like the cherry um, the cherry apple pie filling. Cherry apple pie. Yeah, cherry apple pie filling flavor of uh, Rock Hill Farms. Yeah. I was like full on cherry dessert. This is more like, uh, you know, cherries in a jar. More like cocktail cherries. Mm-hmm. That's what the Knob Creek's doing, which, you know, which is cool. And then they're both north of 120, which, you know, plays well in these lemonade ice cubes that we like to have. Yeah. So this is cool. I think Jim Beam, um, you know, Jim Beam White Label mm-hmm. is, uh, the I want to say, overall the top selling whiskey. Top selling whiskey in America is Evan Williams. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Jim Jim Beam's the top selling bourbon overall. And then of course the top selling whiskey overall is Jack Daniels, which of course is Tennessee whiskey. It's not bourbon. But those are your top three players in that in that space. I think that they deserve a lot of credit. We went to a really fun Basil Hayden event a few years ago. And Basil Hayden and Booker's are the ones I don't get around to that much. Mm-hmm. But Knob Creek and uh Knob Creek and Booker's. I meant to say Basil Hayden and Baker's. We don't get around too much to. But Knob Creek and Booker's. We Not only are they really good small batch offerings, you kind of see this shit literally at every store you go to. Yeah. They're going to have one, if not both. And that's, that's, part of the, that's part of the appeal, too, I think. And now with all the bourbon we have on the bar, Knob, this is the first Knob Creek bottle we have. Yeah. So... Yeah, six years old on the uh, on the Booker's, and then this uh, this is a single barrel select from Benny's. Uh, shout out to Benny's Evanston. This is 120 proof. This is a 10 year old offering on the Knob Creek side. Especially Stephanie at that location, she's dope. Yeah, man, uh, cool peoples, and that's kind of our, you know, Lincolnwood was the one, and then we found and then we found Evanston, and we just haven't been back to the Lincolnwood one. I mean, all Benny's are not created equal. That's for goddamn no, sure. I mean, their rare room was like really it's like. Tiny over at the one in Lincolnwood. Yeah. So. Are you just trying to strain? Where you got, need your glasses? Can you see? <laughs> Can you see, old man? You know, Booker's comes with the box. It also comes with this little master distiller note card. And I'm like, yo, I'm not going to even try to attempt to read this bullshit. It's hella small. So there's that. But that's it for the tasting portion. Uh, be sure to check out. Uh, the neat pour on all our socials. We try to update several times a week. We try to update every day, honestly. I don't. He does. Uh, last week's uh, showdown was uh, the rye episode. So be sure to check that out. If rye you is this. <laughs> it was playing around. So that's the rye is this. If you, if you haven't checked that out, we do a blind tasting of four ryes. Um, which, and that started with Kentucky Owl at 11 years. And then went all the way down to uh, Old Forster. 
So. And which we picked the $23 bottle out of that offering. Yeah. And then uh, Shalanda usually comes up with a cocktail of the week every week. Um, that ought to be fun for these two because they both have a, a ton of flavor. Which I made a special lemonade um, for this cocktail of the week. I have no idea what I'm going to call it. And I have no idea what else I'm going to use in it. But I just know I was creative this week. Yeah. I tell you, if you're a fan of bold flavors and uh, and the Kentucky Hug, you know you want to take both of these for a spin. And they're both pretty easy to find. So uh, the Knob Creek is going to hit you with a bunch of different offerings, different versions, different variants on the Knob Creek. But we picked the 10-year, but you can get the standard offering everywhere. You can get a rye from those boys. There's a 12-year. There's a 15-year. You walk into most places, and you'll see a handful of those. So, yeah. All right. I think, well, that, I think that's all we got, bud. Well, and we're out of here so we can finish watching the socks. Let's go, White Sox. Cheers. Kick that ass. Bye.